Hi guys, it's your girl and Keiki, and I'm back with season five, episode three. So today we're talking about parenting. Okay, so when it comes to parenting, everybody has their own opinion. And honestly, whether you're a parent or you're not a parent, like you, you just have to mind your business, cause you know, in life in general, we're all trying to figure it out. Okay, we don't know it all. Everybody has different kids, different attitudes, different personalities. Okay, so as you know, I'm a mom of a three-year-old girl, and I face many challenges all the time i'm a single mother um i don't have any type of family support or anything okay so you know every time i have personal issues i reach out to a few you know um role models and you know they try to like keep me calm and let me know that's normal and you know things will get better so today my topics are gonna be based on pregnancy, labor and delivery, postpartum, and then you know we're gonna talk about some frequently asked questions I get. Okay. So with all that being said, we're gonna dive in on pregnancy. So with me, when I was pregnant, I realized, you know. I had so much that I wasn't prepared for and I wanted to, you know, put my mind to them, get them done throughout my entire pregnancy and then, um, you know, be able to support myself and my child. So um, if you've watched my first episode I put out on YouTube, I kind of let everybody know that like during my pregnancy, I didn't want people to be stressing me out. Every time they asked about my child's father, I just said he was okay, he's good, he's being supportive. Just so I can, you know, um, not have to answer extra questions. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day it's my business and that's what it is like you know you let people in you tell them all about you and what you're facing and they judge you with it so with me it was just uh all right i'm just gonna stick to the story and i'm gonna move on my day because we're all humans we sometimes tend to run our mouth more than we're supposed to and it ends up hurting us in the long run so with that being said to me when it comes to pregnancy um how you communicate with your loved ones is very important some parents might approve some parents might not approve some might have to take a while to process um with me i did not inform my parents at all um my auntie knew i did not inform my parents uh i waited till the last month or i think a week before i was about to have my baby and then i let my dad know 
um so yeah that was another one yeah it's very shocking and crazy i have a great relationship with my dad but every now and then it tends to slide so you know i was kind of like unsure of how he would take it um to me you have to, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody at all whatsoever how you feel during your pregnancy if you want to keep your distance throughout their entire pregnancy that's on you if that's what's gonna keep you healthy physically mentally emotionally then do so because being pregnant is already stressful trying to stress about family members during your pregnancy is not it i'm telling you it's not it at all you're only gonna make things worse you're gonna be depressed if you you, you you're gonna pick on every little thing somebody says to you even if they don't think it's that sensitive to you you'll be very sensitive and you carry it with you throughout your entire pregnancy yes when women are pregnant we become super emotional so imagine you being just an emotional being in general and then having to deal with stuff like that on a constant base so you know if you have to avoid certain family members throughout your entire pregnancy please do so because you do not want to stress yourself and the baby it can cause a lot of medical issues medical problems you know weight loss throughout your pregnancy with me my child was not gaining any type of weight i had very bad nausea and vomiting like throughout my entire pregnancy so you know um i guess it was related to stress me keeping all my emotions in and not talking about it was another reason why i was very small and my child came out very small even though i carried out a full term okay labor and delivery there's a lot of missing details like a lot like you're you're being rushed throughout the entire process you're not given time to think it's a very fast-paced environment okay very fast-paced um very hectic emotional um you know and to me, one thing I noticed is, well, the hospital that I was at, we had super young women there and majority of them didn't have kids. And, you know, with that being said, they don't really understand that whole body change, mental, mental change, um, you know, just that whole emotional cycle that you're going through. Um, they don't really understand when i was in labor and delivery i was in labor for 24 hours um and i was being rushed to get in a c-section and initially i wanted to go 
through um, a maternity. So I wanted to have an at-home birth. Um, I mean, not maternity. Uh, midwife, okay, guys? It's midwife. Like I said, I don't want my podcast to be edited. I want you guys to get the full me. So if I do babble or make a mistake, I would definitely correct myself. I'm human. I'm not a robot and I'm not editing anything. Um, so, yes, I had a midwife and, you know, I had realized that the night before I had got um, I had my water leaking or broke my water broke i just really didn't know what it was like i watched a lot of youtube videos people were like oh it's like you've peed on yourself splash you know so i was expecting like a huge gush of water i mean everybody's different but with me i just had trickling down water like you know it's like okay i had water leaking down me and um no, I went into the hospital like towards the afternoon. I hadn't eaten before I went. I went in thinking, oh, I'm just going to get checked and let leave. Um, and unfortunately, it was the day after my due date. No, it was the day of my due date. And um, they're like, you're not going anywhere. You're in labor. I'm like, what? I was about to go eat Chick-fil-A. Ah. And they're like, well, you can't eat anything till after you've pushed that baby out. So, um, yeah, you're stuck here with us. So, the whole labor process begun. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't fully dilated. I wasn't even dilated at all. Dilation is where your cervix start to open up. Mine didn't at all i guess i wasn't having sex (laughs) during that time so um i really didn't dilate at all and they had to get a folly ball you can look that up it's like a little balloon where they blow it up in your vaginal area blow it up in there so they gotta put it in there tied to a stick or something like that not a stick but a tube thingy that's long and they kind of insert tie it insert then blow it up in your cervix let it stay in for an hour an hour and a half maybe two hours and then um you know your cervix dilate like half an inch um and then you know, you're given so many options depending on the hospital you're at. I had a really nice hospital with a nice view. Um, but initially, I wanted to do an at-home birth. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, and it was a long process. It was long, man. It was so long. Um, I didn't have enough. Is it oxytocin or pitocin? I think it's either one i'm gonna double check i think is patusum let's see anyway either one i didn't have one okay so i needed potassium in order to speed up my labor 
So I wasn't feeling that labor pain or anything. So they had to give me that. And ox was it oxytocin too? I believe that too. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but oxytocin. Okay, so I was given potassium and oxytocin. Potosin, I mean, never mind. So it's the same thing. Potosin and oxytocin is the same word. Anyway, um, it's a hormone that can cause or strengthen labor contractions. I was not having any contractions, so I definitely had to get that inserted in my IV to speed up my labor process to give me that contraction and once it began oh my goodness it was horrible one minute i'm on the bed with the ball the next minute i'm in the shower sitting running water on me it felt so so good and i see why water birth is amazing because you have that soothing water even though you have the pain but you still sit in the water can compared to sit on a yoga ball or walking up and down that's not it man that's not it um so that was like another thing like it was painful i didn't want to get an epidural um and yeah so i was in labor i was in labor for quite some time and you know <sighs> I had only three people that wanted to see me and I only allowed two people to see me um, which was my roomie and um, my co-worker she's like um, a guardian slash um, role model so she was the only person that allowed to see me no family members nothing um <laughs> yeah it was crazy oh and i did have one friend come and see me too oh my god she was amazing um yeah um, she was a classmate we were in school together and i let her know because she was a single mom too um and she came to see me which was very supportive of her um shout out to Damaya she's such an amazing lady um so <sighs> labor and delivery one thing okay when they checking you for dilation you, they have to put lube on their gloves that's on their hand and insert three fingers like you know <laughs> You're about to... I mean, if you've been for a pap smear, you know how it feels. But this was more of like fingers, human fingers being inserted into you to check how far dilated you are. I guess they're trying to see how much space you have between your cervix opening up and to the baby's head. So I guess if they can touch the baby's head, then that means the baby is closer 
and you're ready to push. So depending on whoever is on the shift, that person comes and inserts their hand in your vaginal area and checks you for dilation. So that's one thing that was missing and nobody told me about. And yeah, it, it was very, very, very traumatic okay like every time i talk about it i can feel my vagina just i don't know get a heartbeat it hurt (laughs) um post delivery oh before we hit that part so you know i was with these nurses and kept dilating me checking me for dilation and everybody's like oh you're not dilated you're not dilated giving me so much pressure to like well within the next two hours if you haven't you know if you're not fully dilated then guess what you're gonna have to get a c-section you're gonna have to make up your mind if not you know you're, we're gonna have to put you in the surgery room and you're gonna get a c-section and i'm just like no i'm not so, you know, I kind of, like, was nervous. I didn't have any family members with me. And I was by myself, and I was very scared. And I was just praying and singing to my baby. And, you know, all of a sudden, my midwife got there. And that was my first time seeing her. And when she came, she checked me. She's like, she's fully dilated, ready to push. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, God. Like, I was so happy. Like, it was, it was like a very emotional moment for me because I was in tears, okay? Um, Post-delivery, after you push your baby, the baby gets discharged, you're breastfeeding right away. Um, once that is done, once that is done, you know, you, you can't pee. That's one thing. Like when you pee, it hurt. It's like drip, painful, drip, painful. It was so painful. Like makes you not want to pee anymore. That's another thing, you know, um, and then plus you have to take care of yourself you have to take care of the kid you were in diapers bleeding non-stop it's it's a lot it's a lot for one person postpartum is a very traumatic experience like you know, usually people ask you, like, oh, you know, pregnancy, labor, and delivery, postpartum, which is, like, the most, you know, the most, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. Like, people are like, which one is, I'm like, postpartum you've had the baby and once you've had the baby that's it like you know for a while 
yeah, people are going to be like, oh, I'll come help, I'll come support. But you're not really getting that constant support that you need. People got to go to work. People got to, you know, pay bills. People are out partying. You have to be at home. You have to constantly feed your kid, monitor your kids' symptoms, you know, making sure they're eating, they're moving bowels, um, you know, you you have to take care of yourself too, your looks. Um, if not, you're gonna fall into a depression, I guess. Yeah, you're you're definitely gonna be depressed, like especially if you're constantly looking, you know, a hot mess. That was me throughout my entire pregnancy. Like I was a hot mess. Um, and my friend was like, and. Why are you always looking like that to school? And I'm like, you don't know what I'm going through. She's like, oh, well, when her friend was like, you know, pregnant, she always dressed up and always looked good. And I'm like, that's your friend. Everybody's different when they're pregnant, you know? And she actually got to experience that last year. And she was like, oh my God, Annie, I'm very sorry for judging you. And you know, thinking that you didn't really care about yourself, I realized, like, there's so much to it, and I'm learning, I was like, girl, you have no worries, it's, we all learn all the time, we're constantly learning, um, so with that being said, you know, postpartum is considered the hardest, it is, um, you, you're, you're cooking, you're, you're trying to eat healthy, you're trying to snap back, you're trying to, you know, go for doctor's appointments, you're making sure you're taking care of your kid, taking care of yourself personally, like feminine care is very important, especially postpartum, if not, you can end up with infections, and that's not good, you know, you don't want to be sick, and then your child's sick that's that's not it like once your kid is sick as a parent you're definitely gonna get sick once you're sick your child is definitely gonna get sick so you need to make sure you're cleaning you're making sure anybody that walks into the house is sanitized hands washed before they touch the baby me you're not touching my kid without washing your hands i'm sorry um that was just me and you know when it came to loved ones, oh my goodness, like, I cut a lot of people off, like, I thought my pregnancy, I cut a lot of people off, like, I would get into it with anybody and just block you, I'm sorry, like, you're gone, yeah, I need you, but I'm not gonna die if you're not around, like, that was just me, you know, because everybody's like, oh, you're overreacting, and everybody's trying to tell you what to do, and I'm just like, you're not about to tell me what to do. You're not the parent. I'm the parent. And some of these people don't have kids, but want to tell you what to do. And it's frustrating because you're trying to learn. The doctors are telling you one thing. Then the most opinionated people are also trying to tell you another thing. To me, what I'm saying is do not feel bad if you lose loved ones during your postpartum because it's part of the whole 
um, you know, hormonal change. Your body is now about to start getting back to normal. It's going to take a while. It's going to get back to normal and it's a process. And with that being said, you know, you're going to overreact to a lot of things and you're going to panic and you're going to snap. You might snap at your parents without even realizing you're doing it. And if they're not understanding and realizing that this is what you're going through, you're going to fall into a depression if you really pay attention to that or you have that negative energy around you constantly because it's definitely going to affect you. With me, I really didn't like a lot of people around me in general anyways. I always like to be by myself. So, you know, dealing with postpartum, pregnancy, all by myself, I, was, I wasn't really bothered. But, like, you know, when people really came at me, I kind of, like, snapped at them and put them in their place. And if they didn't like it, I just tell them that, you know, that's the door. You can't get the ASS out of here. So, you know, that was... <laughs> That was another thing, like, you know, and then trying to be yourself again, finding time to hang with your girls, you know, going out to eat, um, getting a break from the baby because, you know, you deserve a break, you need time to sleep, you know, if you have to work, then you have to work, like with me, I had to go back for my um, clinical portion um, for school because I had finished my classes and taken all my exams and everything and I was due the day after um, I finished my exam and then I was only given two weeks and then I had to get back into um, the program again because or I had to enroll back in school again in order to go take my clinicals at an urgent care where I had to work there for 10 weeks for free. Yes, it was 10 hour shifts. Um, I think it was like four days a week. And yeah, I had to do that for 10 weeks free. Yep. Um, so that was also another thing that was taking a toll on me, you know, being a new mom and then having to do all of that was a lot. Um, and then trying to work out just so I can stay fit. Um, so this brings me to this. As a parent, I get questions. And some of the questions I get is, how do you deal with your kid as a single parent on your menstrual cycle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god, like, when I say my periods went bad before I had a baby, and everybody's like, oh, once you have a baby, it's gonna ease down. I'm telling you, after I had a baby, sometimes I can't move from my bed, like, I cannot move from my bed. I'm in so much pain, I have to lay in bed with a heating pad, even... When I'm not on my period, I lay in bed with a heating pad. But it's so bad to the point where I cannot move. And, you know, sometimes it's a Saturday morning and my daughter's up and she's like, Mommy, I'm hungry. And I'm like, please, 
I'm begging you. Mommy's not feeling good. Like, no, she does not care. He's like, Mommy, I'm hungry. I gotta eat. So usually, you know, the night before, I would like put some snacks by the bed. Um, they're not opened yet, but I, I would like put. That's why I buy like snacks and big packs from Costco. So I'll put them by the bed and. You know, she'll get up, brush her teeth, I'll supervise her, um, and then she'll, I'll make her some milk, warm milk. That'll be her breakfast. You know, usually I'll wake up and make her pancakes and eggs and some avocado, all of that. But on my period, you go and drink some warm milk and some crackers or you know um i don't know bagel with some warm milk or milo sometimes Sarah but i keep like crackers by the bed and then yogurt um in a container like they're these mini yogurts that she can open the bottle herself and drink from so you know at least by the time my pain has eased down a bit, I can wake up, stretch with her, then make her a heavy meal. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of pain. And then right there, you know, the least thing, you might snap at your kid. But I try to be mindful of what I say. If she's really talking a lot, I kind of like take deep breaths or go to the bathroom and you know calm myself down wash my face i don't know drink something cool like malt water i don't know but yeah you just have to take it one step at a time it's not easy to kind of like deal with but sometimes it's just it's just there and you have to deal with it it comes and you have to deal with it that's like that's where your hormones are the strongest and you are just ready to rip somebody's head off um like i said somebody's like what's easier being pregnant labor or postpartum like i said maybe pregnancy is easy but I thought my pregnancy was, I don't know, hard just because of the nausea and vomiting. Um, what's your show? Blah. Yikes, that was terrible. It says, what's your social life like being a parent, a single parent? Okay, so with me, I travel a lot with my daughter. Um... I also find babysitters. My daughter and I go to the park a lot. So when I see like other sitters or nannies, I reach out to them, take their contact. And you know, every now and then when I need to go out, I hit them up, you know, and they come over, I pay them and then I go about my day. You know, it costs me an arm and a leg, but if that person's worth it, I definitely pay the money. Um, 
right now we moved to a completely different state so i don't have as much support as i did when i was in ohio right now i'm in georgia so you know i don't really have a lot of places to take her to especially if i want to have a nightlife that i barely get but you know i'm still trying to get familiar with my neighborhood and the people and you know trying to really interview really good babysitters before i really get into this nightlife but with that being said it gives me more time to bond with my daughter rather than constantly being out and then um it gives me a sense of responsibility you know sometimes you go out so much you get used to it it's like you're neglecting your kid with me i'm at home with my daughter we read books together we create art we watch movies we go to the movie theater we go to the park we go hiking um you know we're yet to go fishing we do tea time we do photo shoots so we're constantly on the move um we travel you know go see family um i do pop-up shops and i take her with me so she gets to hit the playground with all the other kids there so there's a variety of other family time that we do we do more family time than me having my personal time me having my personal time is you know going out to get a massage get my feet done um get my hair done i go shopping (laughs) um you know and pretty much that's the most i do for myself so far every now and then i do get nightlife but i've never been a fan of nightlife anyway um even when i was living by myself before i had my daughter i barely went out it was just after a while i was just like i can't live my life being at home all the time how will i find somebody to connect with and that's when i started traveling more and you know every city i went to i went to a club and met new people by myself and hanged so yeah guys anyway thank you so so much for um listening to this episode oh and before i forget let me let you guys know one traumatic experience i've had with my child as a young parent you know um there's a lot that i still have to learn and i'm still learning having a toddler will definitely push your buttons i didn't think my buttons would be pushed that much but they definitely get in there and you know challenging and sometimes your kids want to show you that they're boss and you have to actually have that upper hand and be firm i'm such a sweet mom and you know i want to treat my daughter like she's human and not just be yelling and screaming and or ignoring you know i like to communicate with my daughter and let her know that when i yell at her so that's after i've yelled at her like you know i go back let her know that what she did was wrong she apologized to me 
then I apologized to her and I explained to her why I did what I did or why I ignored her for a little bit or why she's not getting her tablet for a while or why she can't play with her toys for a while but it seemed like you know she's getting to that point where she's like oh I can get away with this so I have to be firm and I have to take like some parenting classes so let me tell you one traumatic experience I've had with my toddler I took her shopping we're in Walmart okay and you know sometimes Walmart has some cute stuff even though I go to Macy's more but Walmart got some cute stuff every now and then so go to Walmart with her and usually when I go shopping for her I go by myself I don't take her so we're in the we bought clothes we're in the shoes shoe section okay shoes she wants this shoe she wants that shoe she wants that and that shoe so we're picking and picking and picking all the shoes and i'm like let's try them on she tries on a boot and i'm like oh it fits that's nice let's put it in the cart and go pay for it sis does not want to take it off oh my goodness she was not having it I try to walk away to pretend I'm leaving. She's standing right there being stubborn. She starts to cry hysterically. Even like a sales associate came and was like, Oh, if you don't stop crying, I'll call the police for you. So you gotta stop crying to be a good girl. Oh no, she was not having it. So I was like, well then I'm not buying the shoes. She doesn't stop thing that got her so she she agreed to take her shoes off and we put it in the cart and went to pay for it um one more experience was um we went to the park and she didn't want to leave and you know we've been at a park for like two hours going to three hours and you know, I want to go home and make dinner so she can be in bed on time. Sis starts to scream, yell. I'm like, I'm going. She can stay here. Everybody's about to leave and she'll be here by herself. Nobody told her to run. She just followed me. So, you know, there's been worse situations, but like, you know, um, this is so much I can share right now, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, send me your feedback on Snapchat, Instagram, you know, I will have a discussion on Clubhouse. So guys, I really appreciate the effort and thank you so much. You guys have a good one.